The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. All right, here we go. What do you know? You made it to the end of the week. Final hour of the day. Final hour of the week. This hour of the show presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville or Stark Vegas or Starkville. Which is it? Starkville, Starkville, or Stark Vegas, whichever you prefer. Welcome in. Overstreet Properties in Starkville. That's where you go if you're moving up there. You need to look for that permanent place to live. Or maybe you're just headed into Starkville for ball game weekends, right? So you kind of need a condo that's there. It's yours. It's ready whenever you come into town. Football weekends, basketball, baseball, whatever. Well, certainly Overstreet Properties can help you with that. And, you know, maybe a student needs to lease an apartment. Look at it this way. Anything residential, go to Overstreet Properties in Starkville. It's overstreetproperties.com. Hit them up. Tell them I sent you. All right, I'm here. JB's here. Most importantly, you are here. A lot to get into with you. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day. Let's talk about it now. Farm Bureau Studio, that's where I am. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. November 21st, tomorrow, bright and early. Well, really technically midnight, but bright and early when the sun comes up. I would advise you not to go a walking in the woods alone wearing tan-colored clothing. Tomorrow is the first day of kind of big deal deer season in the state of Mississippi. It's here. Hallelujah. Gun season starts tomorrow. Uh, kind of anything goes on private land. You can kill a buck on public lands pretty much throughout any part of the state here uh, beginning tomorrow. You've, you know, up until now, you've had uh, youth season going on for a little bit, primitive weapon stuff, archery uh, for a period of time. But uh, now you can take out the rifle and go put food on the table. Isn't that what it's about? Isn't that what it's about? <sighs> JB, um, I will not be able to go. I wish I could. What is the weather? Okay, I'm going to look at it here and see what deer hunters are in for uh, in the... Let's see. It's going to be a little warmer than it's been, especially earlier in this past week. Yeah, it but, sure is. Uh, huh? up, up north, it's supposed to be pretty chilly. Um, well, let's see. Tomorrow, yeah, I don't, up in I don't north do Mississippi, you got 47 is the low overnight, like here in Tupelo. No, that's Starkville, but still same thing. I'm talking about north Mississippi. So, But here's what I'm seeing. like It's really going to get cold for a couple days next week. You got some rain coming in North Mississippi next week, but like Sunday, JB, the low is 39. Yeah. Next, next Sunday you're talking about or this Sunday? This Sunday up here. Yeah, this this Sunday down here, the low is 48. Okay. So then we go 44 Monday, and then we got a little uptick. <clears throat> and then the cold front comes through next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny here. I was talking about. Deer season, and I said, you know, technically midnight is Jan is November twenty first. And Jeremy texts us, and he goes, "Not starting at midnight." I repeat, it is not starting at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? You got to wait for the sun to come up. You can't just use a 
spotlight. Uh, <laughs> Special case says deer hunters need some mosquito spray. Yeah, you know. Do they make that in all different kinds of scents? That's the other thing, too, about, you know, the links that some people go to. Like, you know, um, that's what it's all about, right? Isn't it? Putting some food on the table. Deer season. Like, there are deer hunters and there are deer eaters. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are deer eaters because they know a deer hunter. JB, this is what I was going to tell you. I almost forgot it. So doing some research, reading, learning over the last couple months, you know, kind of getting familiar with this story um, that kind of delves into part of the history of football at a little small community enterprise, you know, and learning about their legendary coach, LJ Davis, and uh, working on that. Well, anyway, during the course of that, I got to reading about the two championship teams that they had at Enterprise High School in the mid-80s. Um, the school in Clark County, Enterprise in Clark County. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. And so anyway, they had uh, they won the 1A state championship, in, I believe it was in 86, moved to 2A and turned around and won the 2A championship the very next year in 87. Back-to-back -back championships, 1A, 2A, different classifications. And their coach was Judd Gartman, who was a former player at Enterprise. It came back to coach there. And in reading, going back and researching, I was reading an article about that someone had written um, in the local paper there in Meridian about that Enterprise team. And I think it was the 87 team. might have been 86. But anyway. That would be the Meridian star. Yeah, it would. And, you know, uh, I can't recall the, the name of the writer that put this particular article together. I will say this. Here's a side note, JB. Going back and researching this and reading some old newspaper articles from, from the eighties about some of those teams, it really hit how much better the writers were back then. Oh yeah. Well, it Billy was Watkins so good. Uh, was the writer at the Meridian star before he came to the, to the CL uh -huh. uh, in the early nineties. It but, just yeah. really go back and reading some of them. I'm like, I, if, the, if I was getting this in my driveway every day, it's like a catch 22 <laughs> if I was getting it, I'd be reading that every day. If I was reading it every day, there'd be advertising in there, and it's like this wicked circle, you know. But anyway, that's not the point. The point was in the article, uh, this is a guy who's coaching his team in the playoffs. They had a huge game coming up, and he illustrated that the kids on his team, almost all of them, football was not the most important thing to them. Deer hunting was. And they, they his quote was basically scheduling football practice around deer hunting. <laughs> knowing that they were going to hunt. And so because of the schedules, they would do some things on weekends with this football team. And he'd basically tell them he had a team full of leaders. They were defending state champs. He knew they were going to go hunting. He'd say, okay, y'all are the ones that are going hunting. What time do you want to practice? <laughs> and his kids would go, well, it's probably best if we do it at you know, such and such a time because we'll all be back and then we're going to go again after practice, you know. So scheduling practice around deer hunting. And that's just the way it is. And I think it's still in some places that way. Uh, it's really kind of romantic, I think, you know, to think about that and where it, what a special 
thing it is for people in our part of the country. You know, how important it is, what a big deal it is. And there's always been the thought that, you know, around here, you get into these November football games, you're hosting a game at State or Ole Miss, you know, or any really school in the South on a, the Saturday that is the opening Saturday of deer season, your attendance is going to be low. <laughs> attendance is going down on the opening day of deer season. That's the thought anyway. Denzel on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN or 885-3776 says, hunters need to remember for gun season, you can kill one antler deer a day, three during the season. In the Delta, it's one antler deer a day, two for the entire season. So if you're in the Delta, and I was looking at that too, Denzel. So yeah, and you can look all of it up. I was looking at the stuff over at mdwfp.com, Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries Parks. .com. They got the zones kind of outlined right there. And uh, I mean, it's not hard to explain. It's just really one boundary, like the the one that kind of divides that delta section. You know, they, so the delta section of the state where that rule would apply, that law would apply that you're talking about is it's all west of I-55, right? So from from the state line up in DeSoto County, as you come in on I-55, right on down through Tate County, Panola County, Grenada County, Carroll, Holmes, right on down through Madison. And so according to this map at MDWFP, Denzel, you tell me if I'm wrong, but according to that map, you can be in Madison County, but if you're west of I-55 in, um, in Madison County, you're technically in the Delta section of the state in terms of the, the wildlife laws. If you're east of I-55 in Madison County, according to MDWFP, you're in the east central section. And you're going, well, Matt, what do you mean? Well, like according to Denzel, he's saying in the Delta, you can only kill two antler deer. For the whole season. But in the East Central section, you can kill three. See, and it says it right there. Antler deer. This is on the MDWFP website. The statewide limit on antler deer, one per day and three uh, per season. One of these three may have hardened antlers that do not meet the zone legal antler requirements on private land. So you got to kind of know all this kind of stuff. But then it says only two antler deer may be harvested from the South Delta zone. Now, why is that important? Denzel, see, I'm trying to interpret what you said and, and try my best to get it right. Cause it's my first time to look at it in a long time. The South Delta area is not the whole Delta area. If you look at the map, so like I was just describing Madison County west of I-55, that's not the South Delta hunting area or zone. It's just the Delta zone. That South Delta zone is a little bitty green splotch. You'll see it right there on the map when you look at it, going over to the Mississippi River in Issaquina, and Sharkey 
counties. Just a little small area, right? See, just north, it goes right down, just kind of in, dips into part of Warren County. It doesn't go past I-20, south of I-20 there in Warren County. It's just a little area there in the Delta over to the river, kind of north of Vicksburg and that area in Issaquina, Sharkey County. That's the South Delta zone, as I understand it. And on this thing on their website, it says the 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 two antler deer limit is from that South Delta zone, not the whole Delta zone. Okay? That's the way I'm reading that. I just reached out to a good buddy of mine who's a uh, game warden. I was going to see if he could uh, possibly call in and give us some insight. Okay. On that. I don't know if he's listening to the show or not. So you know, again, according to the to the map, if you look it up there, just if you were to go yeah. to mdwfp.com and click on, what is it, hunting seasons or whatever. Right. It, you can look at the deer season deal, and it's pretty clear when I look at it. And they've got a map. It's color-coded. All of northeast Mississippi in blue, west of I-55, the whole Delta area in tan. And that one little green area, which is the south Delta zone, that's where they've, you, you know, if you only take two bucks in that area. The east central zone is kind of, you know, I-55 all the way down to Jackson and east all the way over to state line in the central part of the state. But the, it, it can be a little confusing depending on what county you're in. Like, for instance, Highway 82 sort of divides Octibaha County, where Starkville is. Well, see, north of 82 in Octibaha County, you're in the northeast zone, and south of 82 in Octibaha County, you're in the east central zone. It's See, you know, just different seasons, different times. It doesn't really apply a lot to, to deer season. Now, the southeast zone of the state, which is, you know, the coast, kind of, you know, a good portion of uh, Jones County and below, all the way to the coast. Sometimes their dates may be different by a day or two, and so you have to know those things also and just look at it. Uh, Bre let's... Breaking news real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, hit Briar me. Briarfield beats Tallulah and are the MAIS Class 1A champions. There you go. 2020. Congrats, Briarfield. Next up at 2.30, we get another game. Yeah, Riverfield and Wayne Academy. All right. So that 4A. 4A MAIS. Okay, got it. Uh, doggone on the Country Pleasing text line says, I've got a cousin who can't drive down the trace because of the temptation of killing a deer. <laughs> he got caught several years ago by a warden with a fake deer on the side of the road. He cried entrapment, but it didn't work. Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, they do, man. My, that's, my buddy Hold that I text, that's what he does. A... <laughs> They'll set a fake deer up, you know, about 100, 125 yards off of a road. To see if somebody <laughs> will shoot it. <laughs> to see if somebody will shoot it. You know what I saw? One of those viral videos, JB, of uh, somebody put a – they were sitting up in a tree stand, mm -hmm. okay, had a camera, but had the fake deer, buck, yeah. just the, the fake one sitting down there on the ground below them. Mm -hmm. And a real buck came up to it, eased up to it, and then just tore into that fake buck and blasted it into about five pieces and took off running through the road, through the woods. <laughs> I'm talking about just smashed into that. it. I haven't seen that. Like, it was like this real deer, this buck is easing up on this thing, easing up, thinking he ain't moving. He's not moving. He's challenging my manhood. Bam! 
attacked it, lowered his head, and boom, ran through it. The fake deer busted into about five pieces, and the real one put it in high gear. I'm talking kicking up dust. Dude never got a shot off? No, he was filming the whole thing. Oh. It was was great. I'm talking about this. It's like, hey, you get charged by one of those, you are getting stuck. That's if like, he would ever do that to you. You've seen some pictures of those uh, kangaroos that live in Australia that look like boxing <laughs> guys. <laughs> Can you imagine being out in the, oh, the no, bush no, and this kangaroo runs up and puts a duke something, just pops you about four times like the kisser. <laughs> That's great. I can't imagine that. Uh, you know, I was talking about the high school. I read the article. Doggone, I just wish I... During the break, I'm going to look and see if I can go back and find the actual wording. I love the way it was written. Uh, and the quote from Judd Gartman back in the 80s about his players, he's like, look, we, we plan football practice around deer hunting. I basically asked them, guys, when do y'all want to practice? Because <laughs> I know you're going hunting. Uh, Jeremy, Texas in the country, please, in Texas, he says, I used to accuse our old head coach of losing in the third round of the playoffs because he knew that deer season opened the next weekend. <laughs> he's like, hey, let's, uh, let's just run inside lead left. Yeah, but coach, that ain't working. Yeah, uh, let's run it again. Again, run it again. But coach, just run it. <laughs> no way, no way, Jeremy. I refuse to believe it. Take a safety. What are you thinking, coach? Just do it. Trust me. You'll thank me next weekend. Andrew says in Ville Platte, Louisiana, school closes early. Or closes that Friday entirely because because attendance is so low. Is this stuff really going on in schools? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. If my wife took off, took a personal day today, mm-hmm. uh, she would be charged two days and a day and another day of vacation. No. Yeah, you cannot leave school on the Friday before a holiday without being docked a day of vacation. Well, what if it's because you're deer hunting? That's even more of a reason why they would dock you. (laughs) You know what they'd have to do? Dock me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, say, take it. No, I'll be honest with you, though. I do have a – I have great admiration for the kids who, at the end of the year, they get to go up there for perfect attendance. I mean, do you understand what an accomplishment that is? That is incredible. I never had that. I always would get to the end of the year, and I'm like, "Why? I want perfect attendance, but I can never, ever seem to get through a year with it. What a what an accomplishment. Uh, Tip says, I have guys that don't want to play baseball because baseball interfered with turkey hunting. <laughs> Where are your priorities? Awesome. I got no problem with it. Love sports. I believe you ought to play. But if you want a turkey hunt that bad and it's that important to you, do it. Here's a question for you. What is the most expensive uh, hunting sport type of hunting to be involved in? Is it deer hunting? No. Is it duck hunting? Yes. Is it? It's not turkey hunting. It's not any. It's no. it's duck hunting. Turkey hunting. You just got to be smart with a shotgun and pretty decent blind and be able to call a little bit or a box call. Yeah. 
deer hunting, you just crawl up the stand and wait. You know, mm, just wait but on duck hunting. No, takes work. You got you got a boat. You got a blind. You got waders. You got fifteen different kinds of. No, I think duck hunting is way more expensive than deer or turkey hunting. Are they that much better to eat? Um, I I'll tell you think, that answer. I don't no, think so I don't think so. Now I will. I will. I do like a duck breast popper. You know, mm, yeah. cut that up. Put some cream cheese at on the it, veranda. Jay Yates, the chef at the and owner at the veranda in Starkville, when he puts uh-huh. crispy duck on the menu, I'll make a special trip. <laughs> yeah, just for it. I mean, it's good now. You know, but Jay could make a shoe taste good. He really could. Hey. It's different though. There's there's one thing where you're hunting for sport. There's another thing where you're hunting for sport and food. I'm good with it. There's a whole different deal when you're hunting for food. My dad knew a guy, a lot of guys like this, in fact, but he used one example of a guy who grew up right around that the Depression era in the early 1900s, and he said, my dad would wake me up at daylight in the mornings and he'd hand me two shotgun shells. And he'd say, go down in the woods and get us two squirrels for breakfast. And listen, you better not go down in the woods and shoot two shells and not <laughs> come home with two squirrels. That'll teach you how to be a good shot, won't it? Hey, hey. <laughs> and the kid, it was his responsibility to kill the two squirrels, to dress the two squirrels, and then bring them in the house to be cooked. Wow. Eat them for breakfast and go to school. That's a whole different deal. Y'all stick around.